0: well hi everyone and welcome to the purposeful podcast I'm your host Mindy Mizell and today we are in Orlando Florida and I'm one of the attendees at blog her uh, it's a conference for bloggers content creators and more uh, and I've had the opportunity to interview today and I'm very excited about this one of the original co-founders one of three co-founders of blog her Alyssa Camahort Page, is sitting here with me as we're wrapping up day three of the conference Alyssa let's just talk a little bit about what is blog her for those who have
1: never heard to this conference before well blog her um, started as a conference in 2005 before it was even a company and then my two co-founders lisa stone and jory desjardins and i formed a company after the first conference and we ended up launching a website and then a publishing network an influencer network where we helped women who used blogging and social media to get their word out we helped them monetize um, and and make more of a living from what they were doing online. So eventually, we were doing conferences. We had a website. We were doing the network. We were doing market research, and we were doing proprietary technology on the back end side. And about two and a half years ago, we joined forces with Shino's Media. So we're now part of the Shino's Media family, and we've continued to produce these conferences. And this is the 13th annual one.
0: Wow, and i um, looking at the numbers and the attendance from 2005, the very first one. You had just a few hundred attendees, and now you're nearly 2,500 attendees, and you've had more than that even at previous conferences. It's yes. quite impressive.
1: And then about three years ago, at our 10th anniversary, um, we decided to make it a 2,500-person event, and it's been that every year since. And it helps us. Um, there's so many moving parts and pieces and it really helps us know exactly what kind of experience we can deliver for attendees because the pricing for attendees is actually super subsidized it's it's below our cost to host the attendees because we provide breakfast and lunch and cocktail party and all sorts of things and so you know we're really reliant on sponsorship to subsidize that and so we decided at one point that we knew if we decided what our size was that we wanted to be that we could also define what the quality of experience was that we wanted it to be um, you know for both blog her and now she knows media this is really a mission-based initiative that the company does it's an and we also think it's an amazing time um, when we really can have all eyes focused on on blog her and she knows and the larger mission that, that we're pursuing which is to really empower women and help women inspire other women
0: Yeah, I love that you start with that because here on the Purposeful Podcast, that's one of the main questions that we pose to brands and nonprofits and influencers is really what is your purpose? Um, So how would you define basically the purpose? You've talked a little bit about it, but does that word resonate with you when you think about the mission behind this conference?
1: We did sit down and create before we even figured out our next steps. Uh, With BlogHer, we figured out our mission. Now, I had come from corporate tech where we did brainstorming and you know all this kind of stuff around mission statements which then got laminated and put on a wall in some conference room and never really drove any decision-making at those companies. Our mission, our original mission at BlogHer was to create opportunities for women to pursue education, exposure, community and economic empowerment and as we progressed and grew as a company when we were making big decisions who to partner with, what line of business to launch next? What should we do for revenue? We said, what prong of our mission does this serve? And it helped us prioritize and triage, really. Um, When we joined forces with SheKnows Media, they had an even simpler distillation of that, because ours, we were all writerly people, and maybe we were a little wordy. And theirs was just about women inspiring and empowering women. And um, that is a big part of what we do. She Knows Media's leadership team is, is majority women. Um, obviously, our network and our attendees are vastly the majority are women. And so it's not enough to be serving women and delivering things for women, but to have women driving decision making as well.
0: Yeah, and it's coming through, through the conference that this is definitely a conference that has a very specific purpose. And in fact, I went around and talked with some of the bloggers, the attendees here, mm-hmm. and asked them on video, what is their their purpose? And I was fascinated by the various responses. And many of them, thankfully, could boil it down to a sentence, because yeah. that shows me that they're very on focus, they're on point, they kind of know who they are, what they're about. Why is that important for Somebody who's at home, who hasn't been able to attend this conference, who's thinking, I want to continue my blog or start a
1: blog, what is the purpose of Purpose? Well, I think, like I said earlier, I think it helps you make decisions there's always so much we could be doing there's always so much more we could be doing and what really defines success is execution and what really defines how well you can execute are all the things you say no I'm not gonna do that I need to focus on X Y Z and if I'm trying to do ABCDEFGHIJKLMNOPQRST you know well I guess I can finish the alphabet but you get the point so if you try to finish 26 different tasks you will not be as good at all of them as you will be if you focus on three And so I think knowing your purpose, or in our case, a mission statement or whatever it is, you can ask yourself, how does this serve my purpose or our mission? And if the answer is, well, I guess it kind of, maybe, you know, that's not good enough.
0: exactly so for those who haven't been able to attend again you know the 13th annual one what topics trends are kind of emerging in this year that you've seen that are a little bit different from years past
1: well I think definitely the November election has fired people up in a new way people who maybe weren't didn't consider themselves political didn't consider themselves to be activists but people are saying I feel like I got complacent about you know speaking for especially people living in America I got complacent about what was happening in our country and what was happening in our world and I can't be complacent I have to do more and what do I do what is and we're calling it sort of what is everyday activism what is what is happening what can regular people do and you know if we're waiting to act on the national level we're missing how much happens right in your own community so I feel like everyday activism is a really resonant theme that's come out people are fired up they want to make a difference they want to do more and they feel more it's criticality i guess
0: and for me you're exactly right i've seen that trend the other one that i've kind of been paying attention for myself is the fact that video and facebook live and all these different platforms bloggers really need to start thinking outside the box of just written words and text and that's been something i've heard consistently as i talk to bloggers it's like oh my goodness i need to really start getting into video is that true from what you've seen
1: well definitely we saw that the internet was becoming a more visual platform several years ago with the advent of instagram and pinterest both of which bloggers and fashion really were the drivers of their early success. You know, there's a joke that sort of, you know, all innovation on the internet started with porn. But if you look at porn aside, innovation on the internet has really been driven by food and fashion. And that is really true with the visual impact of ph- photographic elements like Pinterest and Instagram. But video is now, its I like to say you know, um, it's it's the Borg. You know, resistance is futile. I know a lot of people don't necessarily want to see themselves on video. I'm not sure. I love seeing myself on video. That's for sure. But video is where people's attention is going. Video is has more lasting impact on people and, and instills you know they they move to action more when they see something in video and so especially if you're blogging or sharing about things like food and fashion and lifestyle and technology think about how you could be showing people not just telling people video is the platform that allows you to do that and there's so many easy ways to do it now I mean yes you can be very very um Hardcore and have some really professional production values for a price that never was possible five years ago But you can even with your mobile phone be creating both live and recorded video and posting it so easily to Facebook or YouTube or Vimeo um, That technically there, there isn't really much of a barrier anymore
0: Exactly. And you know, one of the things that I, you know, really want this blog to do, this podcast to do is really inspire purposeful living and working. And I think when I look at bloggers, they're some of the most passionate people out there. And they are living with passion, trying to make a living with their passion. Any last advice that you'd have for people sitting at home?
1: Well, I think the thing is that people need to risk more. They need to take more risks and try new things. And if it doesn't work, uh, fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if you're a not safe for work podcast, but I just made it one. Um, you know, you, you got you to just learn to say, fuck it. Like, that didn't work. Okay, I'll try something else or I'll try again. Maybe I'll get better. Maybe I'll try it three or four times. And then I'll decide, you know what? It's really not for me. But life is not a one-way road without exits or entrances. You can always get off. You can always get back on. You can always turn left, right making a turn and I think people restrain themselves from trying things whether it's with technology content letting their voice sing out more um, and I think they do it because they're afraid of failing and then they don't ask themselves so what like so what if you fail and I always tell this part of my story because when we started blog her we bootstrapped it for two years Uh, at the end of that two years, I had no money in the bank. I went through my whole life savings and took out $50,000 in debt. We got our first round of funding in the nick of time and people asked me if I was afraid and I was like, well, you know, I said, what would happen? What would happen if we didn't get the funding and I I had no money and I had this debt um, and it didn't, it failed. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I would have to. I had the privilege of having a condo, and I said, and let's say my live in at the time, fiance, you know, let's say that didn't work out, and I didn't even have anyone contributing half the expenses. I go, well, You know, my mom, my old room in my mom's house still has a twin bed in it, and I guess I would move in there and I would have to get a job. And I'm like, would I want to do that as a 40-something woman? No, no, that was not on my life plan. Is that tragedy? Is that the end of the world? Is that epic disaster? No, it's really, I'd have to start over. And you know what, Um, and the thing is, when I'm in groups of people, I always say, how many of you think that if you did what I did, and if failed, you would really just end up destitute. No, no couches to surf, no safety net at all, no family, no friends. And especially if I'm at a conference where people have invested to come, you're already in somewhat a place of privilege, you know. And very few people raise their hand. And I realize it's different with children or it's different with any kind of dependencies. But in general, most people think, okay, if that absolute worst thing happened, I would just start over and i would scrap be hard scrabble get get it back together and um and i think most people let their fear be abstract and i'm saying oh make it be concrete like a vision board what epic failure looks like and then it might allow you to say all right you know that doesn't look fun i am motivated to not let that happen but even if that happened i would survive and i would learn from it and i would go on and the lessons i learned would help me in the next thing i would do which would be more successful
0: Wow. What an inspiring story. And I mean, when I uh, when I share these podcasts, I really boil down to what are the values and I'm hearing from you. Be bold, be courageous, be a risk taker. Thank you so much for talking with us, oh, Alyssa. This so has welcome. been such a privilege and had, had so much fun at this conference. Oh, and I I'm really so encourage people to attend if they can. For all those listening, don't forget to subscribe. Go to purposefulpodcast.com.